What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. Uh, for those of you just joining us now, uh, I'm cracking up because of the, uh, <laughs> the jokes we made during the pre-show. If you guys want to catch us during the pre-show, we're usually live about 6.45, 6.50 to do audio tests and kind of just like talk talk about different things that are not, not related to, to the, show. the actual main show. But for those of you joining us now here at 7 o'clock, welcome to the show. Uh... It's been a very slow news week because we're slowly crawling into the months where, like, the games actually decide to come out. Um, is it Gamescom around the corner, Gamescom too? is literally around the corner. <laughs> September is the month where we get, like, the news and there'll be more drops. Christmas. Uh, Christmas shopping starts now. Christmas shopping starts now. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we know that October, November, we have a lot of big releases uh, culminating with God of War Ragnarok on November 9th. Um, please keep that date in your calendar because yours truly is definitely streaming God of War Ragnarok but early o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna wake up super early and get it started, and I'll probably have at least a PlayStation camera for my PS5 by then. Um, they still make those? Yeah, they have a PS5 camera, so we'll be uh, we'll be doing God of War. Uh, Ragnarok on that Friday And I'll be You can't say boy anymore No he's gotta go Teen Teen. (laughs) Teenager (laughs) Teen Teen He's dad of teen now Dad of teen (laughs) Then what Young adult afterwards I don't know A D After Dark special edition Maybe Like I I could play it on midnight Like oh man I would play midnight And not sleep why not? I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I did it for Guild this Wars. body is not what it used to I be. Did. Oh my god! Don't don't get me started on that because, uh the last time I did a midnight unlock for a game, I paid for five minutes and I just passed out at my PC. I, I remember when I did um when I streamed the last Guardian and that was like a nine and a half hour stream. Yeah. Um. So that was that was insane. Uh, I don't know what was like. I, I can't remember what was the longest stream I did for D. But uh, I know I know it's been one. Your trials weren't they for Destiny Two? That was a long one, yeah. I feel like that and Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, I did some long ones for Ghost of Tsushima. No, I'm definitely not going to do the the late night run. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven was one of them. I know I, I stuck a lot on. Like I, I played like Mad oh, Hours of. Elden Ring I haven't streamed I can't uh, I, I realize that I can't uh, No Elden Ring uh, Just you playing Was the longest time You've played I yeah. feel like Yeah uh, I realize with the Souls games I Like as as great as they are To stream I personally cannot stream The Souls games Because I'm there like you have to Concentrating so yeah. much That I I can't you forget that you're streaming Yeah I, I forget that. that I'm streaming And I'm like I'm supposed to be like Interacting with the chat Or at least talking And commenting and stuff And my Elden Ring streams Will be like Me just mad co- You would just see like Total concentration face Like this Then anger Like how did I die to that <laughs> So yeah um, As always with uh, every start of the show though We like to talk about what we've been playing uh, Gino, anything new in the Gino sphere? That- I've been mostly doing um, Just rerunning like just the old games again Okay uh, I, uh, I'm playing Breath of Fire 1 right now 
All right. That's about it. <laughs> I know you also just picked up uh, a couple of new drops. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, they're not. Well, well one's, one's out. One's, one's, live. one's out. I'll be playing that pretty soon. Okay. And uh, I've also been playing through Klonoa. Klonoa, yeah. yeah. I streamed out recently. Klonoa's so. been good. Yeah. I played I, both. I, I played part one on stream. I did part two off stream. And I was just like, oh, yeah. this is really fun. Great nostalgia fun. It, it is. It is. I, I genuinely enjoy those games. I want a new game. It makes me realize I, it's like Bandai. You have give us a new Klonoa. You have so much here. Yeah. So many IPs that we haven't seen in forever. Yeah. So you pick, you have Live Alive. Uh, I've you also picked up Xenoblade Chronicles Three, right? You yes. haven't started it. I have right? not started it. Yeah, I've seen uh, some gameplay of it. It looks really good. I I hope to pick it up too. Just it to has have the something. largest map. I hope to pick it up too Just to have something new I do like the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Franchise So I'm still trying to figure out Where X fits in the story I don't know either I don't even think they know So No they do know <laughs> Like they've said Oh it fits in Speaking of Speaking of series That they just keep giving Breadcrumbs to everyone Have you seen the The Nier Automata Like the new thing That they've Like someone found Yeah so recently <laughs> Uh in near Automata, uh, someone found like a secret room. It's a whole building. It's a church. It's basically like a church building that even the guy who found it wasn't aware how he got in. And it looks like it's it was like a test room, so to speak. But it's a church. It has an item to scan. It has something that you can pick up. It also has like an enemy that hits you really, really, really it has a boss hard. Fight. And it has a girl on a on a altar with a white flower. Yes uh, It's supposed to be a, Like many think That it's a Drakengard 3 reference Which it most likely is uh, But even um, Yoko Taro Has been like Yeah that's, that's been in there For and ages everyone, So everyone At first thought That it was something faked And then um, This is great Because the community Is always just like Wait This, this has to be fake Then Yoko Taro Was like No that's been there Then people started Going through the PC version Just going through All the files Like no yeah It's been here Since mm -hmm. day one and everyone's just like, how do you unlock it? We have no idea. No idea. No one knows how to unlock it. And I'm starting to think that, um, I think that it was a timed thing, dependent on how many hours you probably put into the game, probably unlocks it. So here's the thing. Uh, it's It was found by the player who found it. If you watch the video, he's playing... <coughs> <coughs> he's playing as 9S, and based on... The design of the room, it's definitely something that is ending specific. Yeah. Like, it, it's only unlocked after a particular ending. Yep. Um, hopefully that helps somebody. I don't know. I, I have not touched Neo Automata in a very long time. Um, I wonder if it hints at, if it is like the, the it's like the, probably the bridge thing. I wonder, because if you could defeat that enemy, because he was doing damage, not a lot not of damage. <laughs> not a lot of damage, but. It was like Dark Souls pitiful damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think it's, I think it was just a room that they didn't, they, they didn't code out. Like, I don't think it has any, like, a lot of people no, are going to go crazy trying to figure out that it is something. No, and here's I don't think the thing, because outside of Yoshi P, um, talking about the stuff. Right. About, about the room. Other devs were saying, like, no, there's a reason that it's in there. So I, that's why everyone thinks that it's not just a leftover room. Hmm. There's a specific reason why that room is there. Okay. So. <laughs> Who knows? We're, we're in a day and age where people are finding lost video game secrets years, years after later. the game has come out. A uh, perfect example. Uh, there was a game... 
I think there was something in The Witcher 3 that, like, yeah. it took seven in-game years to have a particular thing finally unlock, and then yep. the, the guy playing it, like, found it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, you have to wait, like, seven actual years before this thing, thing unlocks. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, there was also that game from, um, I think it's, it's, I think it's in, it's one of the versions of RuneScape. Mm-hmm. Where it's the final door that no one has ever actually unlocked. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff out yeah. there. Who knows what's still hidden? Because no one's, no one's actually leveled enough to unlock the door. That that's the thing. It's level locked, and it's just like, how? <laughs> Video games are awesome. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, as for that's it for you yeah that's it for me alright so for me uh, obviously I've been on the new multiverses beta <laughs> uh, multiverses uh, for all intent and purposes is out now cause like this is an open beta before out quote unquote yeah it's out and it's yeah. an open beta it doesn't have an end date which is weird or unless it ends today now um technically Dota 2 is in beta yeah it's, it's probably just gonna be one of those just Beta games So they, they can Slap beta on So if something breaks It's like Oh it's a beta guys Yeah So <laughs> I, gu- I, I guess we reasons. can have Like an unofficial Multiverses review Here on the podcast uh, Very fun game I think it's the First true contender To uh, Smash Brothers uh, I think the community Has also Gravitated towards that I opinion. mean PlayStation All-Stars Wasn't that No It definitely wasn't <laughs> Um I think it's a very good game. I think the the, the the character balance is just right enough where, like, you can be... You can have a particular character that you like and do decent with them. Obviously, there's going to be characters to play as that are better than others, um, especially with the recent balance patches. Uh, I think uh, if I had to say, like, there was a top five multiverses characters, um, Shaggy is... Better now because of the speed buff. Bugs Bunny is better now because of the speed buff. Uh, Superman, thanks to the changes that they did with uh, Superman, probably top three best characters in the game right now. LeBron James is in the LeBron game. LeBron James is also pretty broken. Like, <laughs> but I don't like how he's not voicing him. Like he I've did, always he had. Okay, he didn't this, voice himself. That's fine. This no no. This is where it becomes. This is gonna, where it becomes weird to me. Mm-hmm. I've always had issues with, and this is something in esports that has that has happened a few times, where. If you sign a contract and you sell your likeness, and they could use your likeness, but you get no royalties over it, it's like it's a little sketch in my opinion. I'm pretty sure he gets paid for it. But they can't. They According can't. to the way that everything has been kind of worded so far, it doesn't seem like it. Oh. Which is why he's not voicing himself. Because if he was voicing himself, then he would get payment. Maybe. Um, I mean, he's in there because of the uh, the Space Jam movie. It's a WB property, <laughs> so they're gonna throw him in there. Um, <laughs> give us algae rhythm, yes. Oh man, I would I would love to play as Digital Don Cheatley. Um Harley Quinn definitely top five characters for sure. Um, you know what I really like? Um, I like how in the tournament mode, if you lock, launch tournament mode. Mm-hmm. It unlocks all the characters. Right. And unlocks all the perks. Yep. And unlocks all the stages. Hmm? So you don't have to spend five hours doing it for each system. Or for each character. Or for each, like, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. The, um, the only thing that I feel is a little off-putting 
for multiverses as far as the competitive scene is concerned. Uh, the online tournament play is only 2v2, and we know that a lot of people would prefer like 1v1, 1v1 games, uh, but the tournament mode is only 2v2, so they're definitely pushing towards that. I think part of the reason I, I, I think the reason why they're pushing towards that is um, they know when it comes to 1v1, they probably can't compete with Smash. Mm -hmm. So the only other game that and it's weird that I have to put it this way. The only other Smash-like game that they can compete with that has money behind it is now, quote-unquote, Ubisoft's Brawlhalla, which is a 2v2 system. Right. So... And I feel like that's what it is. I think like this was more to be a direct competitor to Brawlhalla over yeah. Smash. Yeah. It just plays so good, which is something that the Smash community really likes. It's just the brawlers that play good. Yeah. And Multiversus just plays so well. That uh, you know, it automatically throws itself into that category of this is a really good game. It's gonna have a good following, and yep. you're gonna see it for years on end. Um, Iron Giant's really cool too. I like I like how he is. He's like the tanky. I mean, he's Iron Giant. He's Iron Giant. He's, he's one big of the best. And tanky. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely very fun to use in the game. Uh, but there's definitely a character for everybody in this game. Like no matter what type of playstyle you have, and I think that's something that's very key to these kind of games where like you can pick a character you might like and as long as you understand the fundamentals of the game of multiverses uh you'll be fine you can play whatever modes are in there and if you want to be competitive obviously that's where you pay attention to like yeah. the top tier characters and things like that so i like that it has that flexibility i also like how, how it has like the perk system mm -hmm. so even like a mid-tier character could still be a contender to so it doesn't end up like melee where it's like if you're either fox yeah or falco or jigglypuff i mean certain characters certain characters definitely aren't great you yeah. know like they're in the game just because like oh you know it's a property and they, they decided to throw it in the character um like I mean, for, it's better for, than nicktoons yeah for, for example you know the, the their original character rain dog they put it in because of they wanted to have like these support type characters yeah. and things like that but um it's just not that useful like I mean, neither is Steven's Universe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Steven Universe fans. Your character is not great. However, if you are someone who likes to play support and you want to be a support role in the game, Wonder Woman or Taz are really good by this. So Apparently, everyone's upset that Taz is so good. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, Multiverses is really good. Um, since this isn't uh, our website where we do written reviews. Uh, didn't they nerf him? Well, yes, they, and, he's, and people he, are still complaining. He, he's, st he's still kind of broken just because he has self-sustaining heal. Like that's they're trying to figure it out, but it's he's, just, st he's still pretty good. It, it's funny because it's like I like how we just how you just did that voice, and I'm just like <laughs> thinking about the stupid San Diego Comic Con news. Where they just announced that they're bringing back Tiny Tunes. I heard about that. Yeah, and now Bugs and ba and. Uh, Babs and Buster Bunny are now siblings. I'm like, that's weird. Okay. Anyway, let's get into some gaming news before we go into some major announcements towards the end of the show. Uh, first thing first up in the news, Knights of the Old Republic remake has been paused indefinitely. Uh, <laughs> studio heads have told staff that the game wasn't they wanted where they wanted it to be. And the project has unfortunately been paused. Uh, a developer also left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we're just going to hold off on this for now. Uh, not a good sign. 
for uh, this that remake. That game is cursed. That game is cursed. It's definitely going to be cursed. Uh, I think uh, I, I was anticipating it because I'm just like, oh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, this is a fantastic game in its own right. It was um, also buggy. Yes, it was. Um, but the other thing, too, was like I, I was intrigued that they were going to move away from the turn-based system and make it more of an action combat yeah, type no. of RPG. No. Uh, I, but I want to play that. I want to play no, that I, kind I, I of game. No, I want to play that, too. It's just like you're rebuilding, basically. It, it, it's you, you have to rebuild a game from scratch then. Yes. If you're going to change the actual combat mechanics... That means you might as well just make a new game. Don't call it. Sure, I, I see that. That's a valid point. Like, um, e- as, as much as, like, even, I'm going to say, as much as I trash on the Final Fantasy remake games, but that's just because of my own personal reasons, <laughs> um, they didn't change the battle mechanic, essentially. To a degree. I mean, it, it's, de- it's, it's still it's, turn-based. It's still turn-based. It's still, it still calls its homage to what it was. Yeah. This was just like, no, we're going to do an action combat system and it's just like you you kind of can't do that mm-hmm. especially like you're basically just remaking the whole game from scratch yeah which when you could just make a whole new game yeah it's like y- y'all should have just made a whole new game i totally get it i think that's uh, a valid point uh so unfortunate news for a developer aspire um did they also like fail at one of the other remakes recently i there was a game on the switch that recently recall. was ported that has a game-breaking bug that makes the game unable to be finished. I, it's one of the Star Wars games. I do not know. Uh. I, I have not seen that. Uh, moving on to some other news. Roblox's famous oof sound has been removed from the game. Hi, welcome let's to licensing. Down. Welcome to licensing. Let's, uh, let's go down. So, the oof sound, uh, oof. which has be, become very famous uh, with players around the internet. It's been a meme uh, it's been a, a sound that's used in a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> it's been quite a doof, yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, due to a licensing issue, they have removed the oof sound and have created a replacement default sound which launches today. Um, they plan to expand the avatar shop with a whole range of both old and new sounds in the future. More to come on this at a later time. So the first time this issue arose was back in 2020. Uh, video game composer Tommy Tallarico recognized the sound from a, a game that he uh, created the sound effect on called Messiah. Uh, as a result of that, Messiah. Yeah. So as a result of that, Talarico and Roblox reached an agreement to reintroduce it, and it, it was basically if you wanted a sound effect, it was a dollar to buy the sound effect for you to use with, if yeah. you, in the Roblox Creator universe. Uh, unfortunately, that agreement has ended, and now the sound is removed. Um, interesting of note, uh, it's so, it's such meme fodder. That even someone like Post Malone used it yeah. in his Coachella set. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny because it's like this. Just everyone's just complaining about it. I'm like, this just teaches you, like, hey, stop pulling random assets from other things. Yeah. Like, make sure if you're going to use an asset in your game, that you actually own it. Yeah. Now I'm surprised that Roblox gets away with a lot of stuff because there are a lot of like imitations of games and. A lot because of they're fan made, it's not like it's not like the Roblox developer themselves mm-hmm. are pushing that out. 
So because they're made by community, it's the same thing in um, for Gary's mod. Right. Essentially, there's there's so many assets of Gary's mod. I'm like that shouldn't be here. Like you would get in so much trouble. But because it's a mod platform, because it's a platform that people can be creative in, and it's not really being sold for money, you could get away with it. Okay. Um, it, it's it's that weird legal gray area. It's, same in, way, it's like, in that weird middle ground, it, right? For, yeah. for a good example, is like I hate to, I hate to use this as an example because legally you're not supposed to do this, but if you own the cartridge to Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, and then you have the equipment to dump the ROM onto your computer so you can play it on your computer as an emulation, but you still own the game, right? That is a legal gray area. It's when you start distributing it for free on a larger site or for money, that's where it becomes a... Gotcha. It's a legal gray area. Very gray. Yeah, very, <laughs> very legal gray area. Okay, let's see what else we got in the news. We got some uh, a new studio created by ex-CDP, CD Project Red developers. They have formed a new studio called Dark Passenger. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like an expansion to The Witcher. Yeah. So, uh, former developer Jakub Ben, along with Powell Coletto and Magdalena Furman, uh, have created the studio. They are now hiring for many roles. And one of the games that they are working on is a multiplayer online game set in feudal Japan using the Unreal Engine 5. It's going to include co op, PvP, and PvE. And it's going to tell the story of an invader that overthrew the ruling shogun and established a new throne. They are currently hiring for various positions such as gameplay programmer, netcode, lead animators, character artists, the whole nine. Um, they are like... I'm tired of ninja games. <laughs> we haven't had a lot. We haven't. We've had all those Naruto games. Well, that's Naruto. Like, if you're going to give me a ninja game, actually make it a stealth game. Where's my Tenchu stealth assassins? That's too hard. <laughs> That's too hard for kids today. <laughs> Thief was too hard for people. Oh, my God. There are still people who, who've never platinum Deus Ex. Um, the Not Human Revolution, the one before. What? Was it Human Revolution? The first Deus Ex game that when they brought back the series. Not yeah. man, yeah, Human Revolution. Mm -hmm. Because there's the full pacifist run. Yes. And people say that the stealth in there is too hard. I'm like, it's not that hard. People just Get bad at good. games. People just bad at games. Like, that's just how it is. Uh, but it's interesting to see that uh, this is being done by XCDPR, CD Project yeah, Red Devs. Uh, hopefully, they get it off the ground and get it running, and it's... Good? And it's good, yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. We want it to be good. <laughs> what else? All right, we got some new PlayStation Plus games coming for the month of August. This is how we know it's a slow news week because we're talking about PlayStation Plus editions. Yakuza Like Wait, a Dragon. Why does PlayStation Plus still exist if they have their new? So they have the tiers. One of the tiers is the standard tier, which you get these three games free. Okay. And then there's the extra and the premium. That gives you all that. the other bonuses. Why is it still called PlayStation Plus? Because oh my god, <laughs> Sony! 
Anyway, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Little Nightmares will be free for the month of August for standard uh, PlayStation Plus owners. Uh, but if you have the extra and premium, you actually have uh, almost the entire Yakuza collection available to play. If That's you have cool. The essential and premium ones. Play the Yakuza games. Play Yakuza Like a Dragon. That game was very fun. We highly recommend it. They are all better than Shenmue. <laughs> now, also. Even the ones that are about the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon did make our top 10 in our 2020 Game of the Year video. Uh, coincidentally, on the since we talked about uh, Ubisoft earlier, I've also been replaying Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is the best Assassin's Creed game ever made. Can't, you, you can't. I, I love the fact like the first one still holds a lot to me. Because it was supposed to be a Prince of Persia game, and you could tell that it was yeah. supposed to be a Prince of Persia game. <laughs> I wanna, uh, 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 all those games got delayed by from Ubisoft. Every single one that they were trying to come out with. There's rumors that Ubisoft is like actually like facing supposedly facing bankruptcy. I heard that, that, that they've been saying that for a while, and, um, and then I'm also hearing rumors that like. Half the dev teams are just refusing to work until things actually change, which which makes more sense. Probably. <laughs> Speaking of rumors, I, I heard that there was a rumor that uh, Sony might acquire Square Enix Tokyo. Okay, so that's been an interesting rumor. Because um, I've heard that, I've heard Konami, and I've heard Capcom mm -hmm. as a rumor. The Square Enix Tokyo kind of makes sense in my mind, but I feel like Square Square Enix, the parent company. Now I'm talking about Square Enix, the parent company, not the one that just does their video game, not the one that made the terrible video game decision. Right. Talk about the one that handles publishing and has their own animation studio. Yes. I feel like they won't let that fly. Probably not. Konami, I could see. Mm -hmm. And I could see also Capcom. But if Sony goes to buy Capcom, I see Nintendo just throwing money. Maybe. Nintendo's the only one in that entire country that, that literally has, and I hate to put it like this, royal family money. Because <laughs> they're that old of a company. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think especially with how recent acquisitions have been handled, like... Uh, the Bethesda, the Activision one that's currently still ongoing, or the recent one with uh, Bungie just Sony and final, Bungie, yeah, which just finalized. finalized. Um, I think a lot of developers are like, we'll partner with you, yes. but we still want to do things multi-platform. Yes. And I feel yeah. like if Sony did buy Square Enix or Capcom I or like that, feel like those, be a those lot are of issues. companies where they'll be like, we'll, we'll partner with you, we'll give you most of the exclusives, but we still want to do things like... I, I feel like, though, if they try to buy Capcom, I feel like... Also, if Sony bought Capcom, they, it would have it would to be, be like, your stuff is be, ours. Yeah, <laughs> and, but it would also have such a negative connotation to the games industry. I, like on, I on can see that. On the player yeah. side. Yeah. Players would, like, I'm not rooting for the Activision Blizzard-Microsoft merger as much as I, I would say. Mm -hmm. I still think that it will probably fix a lot of the issues at Activision Blizzard. Right. And I think those IPs that have all been sacrificed for Call of Duty would actually get the... The, the limelight They'll that get they the need. limelight that they need, yeah. Um, but at the same time, 
if this was say active if if this was Microsoft or Sony buying Capcom or Konami, I feel like or Square Enix, I feel like gamers would start panicking because let's be honest, making Final Fantasy, well, yes, Final Fantasy is associated with the PlayStation. Making it a PlayStation only game would freak out so many people. Look at how so um it would also put 14 under Sony Online Entertainment, SOE. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Um, no one wants that. <laughs> no one on PC wants that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> let's look at Planet, let's look at Planet Side, uh, Planet Fall 2. Oh, Planet, no, Planet Side 2. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> Let's not. Let's move on with yeah. the rest of the news. Uh, we got a new PlayStation 5 beta that introduces 1440p support and gameless and more. This is a weird beta because I have it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I got this one. It's I weird it. that I got the beta and you don't. <laughs> I don't know if I got it, but uh, the current PlayStation 5 beta uh, is giving away a couple of like customization things that you can yeah. try out. You have the 1440p HDMI video output, which is for uh, compatible PC monitors and TVs. Um, no, hold on, hold on. Let me let me rephrase that. They put TVs there. I'm going to put TVs in quotation. Yeah. Because I can only <laughs> think of two TVs on the market that do 1440p. Mm-hmm. One's by LG, one's by Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is... Everything else that does 1440p are monitors, and this probably falls into Sony's new monitor line. Probably. So that's probably why they're doing it. And it's just like, unless you're unless you're a PC gamer, you're not going to use 1440p. Probably not. Console players are not going to use 1440p because it's such an awkward resolution. <laughs> it's like, listen, you either do 4K or you do 1080. They're like, th- th- those are your There's two. There's no in between. There's no in between. There is 1440p, <laughs> but it's just like. Unless you're really coming from 720 to 1440, that's the only way I could think of it. Right. Uh, they're also adding a feature for game lists. So now in your library, you can create a game lists, which uh, you can organize your games. Uh, you can put them in different collections, however you want to do it. Like you put your favorite games, your favorite action games, or whatever you want to do. You can have up to 15 game lists, and in each list, you can have 100 games. Um <laughs> Yay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's now a function where you can compare 3D audio and stereo audio. I'm surprised this wasn't something that was available at launch. Um, <laughs> okay, so I know why that wasn't available at launch. So I only found out about this recently. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for a license for that. Most most things have it have the cost built into it. Okay. Um, it's like a... I think it's a five to fifteen dollar cost if you want that. I only found this out recently because my TV gave me the update saying, "Hey, we can have th- you can have Dolby Digital Surround three, like the new Dolby thing." It's like cool. I'm like, "Oh, is that a free update? Pay us fifty bucks." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I thought it was built into the TV, and they're like, "No, it, it's something. It's a license you have to pay for." Mm. Like H- how how HD was a license, right? And it was just, so a lot of things were built in. It's hilarious that Sony, and I think this probably has to go with the Bravia TVs. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the same with Dolby uh, Xbox Dolby's. You only get it with the um, thing because it's something that was new and it, it launched at the weirdest time. Okay. So none of these devs and none of these publishers have it had it available when these consoles launched, but they could be added on later on. So yeah. So it's hilarious because I know that Sony's TVs have the ability to do it. But only for so other Sony products right now, because that's how they worked out the license. <laughs> so if you don't have a Sony, if you don't have a Sony TV, you yes, you have to pay extra for it. Wow. <laughs> Licensing 101. Of course. Uh, I think that was the only other feature besides gameless and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got some DLC news. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has a brand new DLC with a brand new track. This isn't just ported tracks. They actually added a brand new track. So the Booster Course Pass Wave 2 uh, is dropping on August 4th with remasters of classic Mario Kart tracks. Uh, there's going to be two new cups. You have the Turnip Cup and the Propeller Cup. Inside the Turnip Cup, you're going to get the New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour. That's cool. You'll get the revised SNES Mario Circuit 3 from Super Mario Kart. The Calamari Desert from Nintendo, from the N64 Mario Kart oh, 64. Oh, that soundtrack was annoying. <laughs> and you have the Waluigi Pinball from <gasps> Mario Kart DS. Yes, that's such a good map. Uh, it's a fan favorite map for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people are very excited to see it. Uh, in the Propeller Cup, you have the Sydney Sprint, which is also from Mario Kart Tour. Uh, you have the Snowland from the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart Super Circuit. Wow, they remembered that game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom Gorge from Mario Kart Wii. And the brand new map is Sky High Sunday, which looks like a bunch of ice cream stuff thrown together. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, there are four more waves uh, planned for release through 2023. I love how this game was dead and then it's like, here's some new DLC because we don't feel like making a new game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it was probably better because like... They save money and they, they get money. They save money and they get money, so it works out. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see new life breathed into Mario Kart DX. You know, you know what game could, could really use this? F-Zero. F-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Just point it to the Switch. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about that rumor, but I'm really excited for it because there were there were things trademarked and shown. Yeah. Nintendo, give us F-Zero, you cowards. Well, maybe, because... So the rumor going around is someone found in trademarks and in patents a arcade machine filed as a joint venture between Sega and Nintendo. Uh -huh. Well, yes, Sega has left the arcade uh, world, they haven't left making arcades because they make money that way. Right. Um, so one of the things that was noted was that it was an arcade machine that your Switch can plug into. Interesting. Now, there are, there's only one other arcade machine that was ever made that had a Nintendo product, a few arcade machines that had Nintendo products that could be plugged into. One of them was Pokemon Snap where you took your cartridge, you plugged it in. Right. Or the memory card, you plugged it in. The other one... Was F Zero AX yes, where you took you your, your memory card, card and plugged plug it in. in, and you had your you could download tracks, you could download your your car, and this has been showing up. So now I was saying like, wait, does that mean we're gonna get an F Zero game? I don't know. 
I don't it's, know. It's interesting that it is uh, a patent that was filed between Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. So it could be anything. It could be anything. For all we know, it could also be a Mario Kart machine, which normally is made by Bandai. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool tech. Like, bring your Switch to your arcade, plug it in. All the stuff that you have already unlocked is now in the game. I think that's cool. I think it's good. All right. Keeping on with the announcements and one of the bigger announcements that happened uh, earlier today, there was an Annapurna Interactive showcase today that showcased a bunch of new games. Uh, For those of you who aren't aware, Annapurna Interactive is a publisher. They're also a movie studio. They do games. They do movies. Uh, They're also... I forgot they do movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're the ones who published the recent breakout hit, uh, Stray. Uh, as well as uh, the Switch game Neon White, which if you have not played, I highly recommend. Neon White is an amazing title. It's so Uh, good. It has no right being that good. Yeah. So they had a a bit of a half-hour stream to showcase uh, some games that were already announced, uh, but they also showcased some new games. So they started off with uh, Thirsty Suitors, which was what kicked off the show. Uh, This trailer showcased some of the combat and the narrative. There was like a fight sequence uh, in the story. Uh, Thirsty Suitors is coming to almost every platform. There is a demo available now on Steam and would also be on Games Pass at launch. Uh, No official launch date has been announced just yet, though. Uh, But it looks like a really cool game. Uh, We have Hindsight, who comes from uh, the, the developer of Prune, Joel McDonald. That'll be coming to Apple iOS, the Nintendo Switch, and Windows PC by Steam on August 4th. Looks like a narrative-driven, story-based game. Uh, not too much that can be shown on it. Uh, the developers of Kentucky Route Zero, which was uh, a game that achieved many different accolades and various awards, uh, show the developer Cardboard Computer is working with Annapurna Interactive on a new game. Nothing was really announced, uh, just that it's happening and it will be a much more animated game than Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, that was followed up with uh, a new game that intrigued me mostly, and this is probably the one that uh, I think I'm going to pay attention to the most. It's coming out in 2023. It's a game called Bounty Star, The Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem. It is a mech fighter with farming and base building. It's going to be coming to the PlayStation 4, PS5, Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, Normally, I'm not... It reminds me of ReCore. Yeah. (laughs) I am normally not a fan of games that have me do farming and base building, but the gameplay stuff that they showed where you're in the mech was so fun to watch that I was like... I might actually play this. Yeah. This looks really good. I know it's not, it doesn't look like it's like crazy intuitive farming. Like I don't have to like. It's probably just for like money to raise money. So you get better parts. Most likely. That's and like what I management. think it is. Um, the graphical style is really cool. Uh, picture. Uh, if you remember, if those of you who remember how Overwatch's map um, Route 66, it's like this canyon esque yeah. look. You're going farm in, like, the middle of the desert, which is really weird. It looks like a very intriguing game. Again, that's Bounty Star, the Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem. Looks really cool. Uh, they also announced a new partnership with Yarn Owl, which is a new studio out of Texas and Georgia. Uh, the way these guys, these teams met were on Twitch, and they're basically working on their debut game, which will be published 
from Annapurna Interactive at a later date. Uh, we have updates to Outer Wilds, which is uh, a fantastic game if you have not played it. Uh, it's still coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's just taking a little longer than expected. Uh, the game is also going to be ported to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X on September 15th. Uh, and that port will be free for people that already own the game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Cool. So if you already have it, you get a free update to your next-gen versions. Another game called Forever A Goal uh, is a road trip game starring an elderly man. Um, the trailer was very narrative-focused. They didn't see too much gameplay. It just looks pretty interesting. So I was, it was a little intriguing. It's another one that I'm like, hmm, this might be something good. Um, from the developers of Holcomb and I Am Dead, there's a game called Flock. It's a game where you fly and collect pals, and you're kind of flying around. Uh, it's, it's a very, bird game. It's a bird game. Uh, it's very reminiscent of... The birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> birds very, ain't real. It's very reminiscent of like something like uh, Flower, if you remember Flower from back in the day. Yes. Where you're kind of just flying around. It looks, it's kind of like that, but with birds. Looks interesting. Birds aren't real. <laughs> you ever see a baby pigeon? No. Exactly. Actually, I have seen a baby pigeon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a reveal trailer for a new game from Keita Takahashi, the creator of Katamari Damacy. Oh, so it's going to be weird. So it's definitely going to be weird. It's a game called Uvula, and the trailer, <laughs> the trailer was like this sleeping boy, and it, it focused on literally the Uvula in his mouth, and then like a dog was licking him, and then they woke up, and it was like, New game from the creator of Katamara Damasi, and we're like, like what? I just okay. want to know, what medication are you on, sir, to come up with these weird-ass games? I don't know. Uh, but it was really nice to see that the developer of Katamara Damasi is still out there making games. I mean, uh, do you know what he did in between Katamari and his other game? No. He designed children playgrounds, and they're some of the weirdest things you'll ever see. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Annapurna Interactive also highlighted the work of If Found developer Dreamfeel. And uh, they're basically working on a new game where all the characters are cats. Yeah, it's the year of the cat. It's the year of the cat. <laughs> um, Annapurna also announced that they will be publishing the survival game The Lost Wild by uh, developer Great Ape Games. It's a dinosaur survival game. Uh, that'll come to Windows PC, but uh, no announcement on whether or not it's going to come to console. Uh, looks very cool. It was kind of like Jurassic Park-ish, but without like the park stuff. It's more like the actual dinosaurs. <laughs> so, yay. Um, Hohokum is now going to be available on Windows PC via Steam. It's available now on Steam. Uh, we had some uh, announcements for What Remains of Edith Finch which is uh, going to be ported to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X in 4K and will run at 60 frames per second. Uh, again, if you own the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions, uh, you'll be able to play it for free on the PS5 or your Xbox Series X. Uh, and that was it for the Annapurna Interactive little... Direct. direct, I guess. I don't know. I, I like how everyone's doing direct so the Nintendo has not done a direct. And they're just like, hey, here's what's coming out this week. 
Yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I like that they're not doing directs. They're just like, hey, this is coming out. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's cool too. You know, save the bigger announcements for like shows. The shows and stuff like that. I'm yeah. gonna laugh because Nintendo was the one that forced everyone to go to directs. Yeah. I'm gonna laugh if Nintendo is the company that brings everyone back to doing like actual trade show reveals. Or what they've been doing now, where it's just like, we'll just announce it when we announce it. No, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, th- th- they kind of done that, and Sony has kind of followed suit, because it was just like, they didn't do like a big Sony state of play for God of War. It was oh, just yeah. like, here's a CGI yeah. trailer release date. Yeah. Have fun. And I kind of like how Nintendo's kind of now setting. It's funny, because Nintendo, each generation, has kind of set the pace, if you think about it. They've definitely been a leader in terms of how to approach certain things. But well, what I mean by like uh, the they, pace is yeah. like... And then so they also back off when they're like, okay, this is doing too much. Like, you look yeah. at the advent of motion controls when they had the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah. And then, like, Sony was like, oh, we gotta make this, I, you know, these... And then Nintendo was like, all right, we're done with this. Uh, and then Xbox was like, connect, connect, connect. And then Nintendo was like... Here's the Wii U. Here's the Wii U. And then, it has a screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone was just kind of like, wait, you started a new generation? And then both Microsoft and Sony were just like, wait, we have to start a new generation now? Yeah. And then Switch comes out in the midst of <laughs> Sony and Microsoft. Like, yeah, Nintendo marches to a beat to their own drum and then everyone looks at them and they're just like, wait, we have to catch up with them? I'm like, you don't. You don't. You genuinely don't because you can't compete with Nintendo. Yeah. You're going to buy Nintendo products to play Nintendo games. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, I still can't believe that someone told me that this is the worst time to be a Nintendo fan. Yeah, I, I remember you were telling me about this conversation, <laughs> and they were like, you know, oh, there's, there's, there's no games there's coming no out games for Nintendo. Like you have a Nintendo, you have a Nintendo like, first party game almost every month. Yeah. Literally almost every other week in some months. It may not be what you want to play necessarily, but they're still churning out games. They're like, yeah, but I miss the good old days of the GameCube. I'm like, you mean the system that almost killed Nintendo? People forget that. That there was a two year there was a two year gap with no Nintendo first parties on the GameCube. Yep. They were all third party games. And we're all like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people forget that the GameCube almost ruined Nintendo. This was even before the Wii and, and the Wii U. Yeah, so. the, the GameCube literally made Nintendo stop and think about how they want to approach gaming. And has set, has set it since the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch mm-hmm. going forward. Even with the DS and DSi and the 3DS. Of course. Um, and that that's kind of just key to, like, how the industry functions because, like... You can be wherever you are as a company, but at the end of the day, the consumer is going to dictate whether or not you succeed or fail. Right. And you can only go into your product as cocky as possible and then literally get slapped in the face when it doesn't perform up to expectation. The PS3. Case in point, the PlayStation 3. Will cost... Five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars. And everybody, to, what, I remember what? everybody's reaction was like, "What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the launch game was a Metal Gear Solid game. No, there was no. no the, the PS3's launch was kind of whack. It was Ridge Racer and Rid- yes. Genji. <laughs> yes, attack the crab for massive damage. <laughs> oh man, the, the, <sighs> the, the PS3 was rough. I, I and then it's like they, like. 
they learned everything from that, did the PS4 great, and now I feel like the PS5 is kind of teetering back and forward between that. So I don't think the PS5 is teetering back and forward today. I think this was just, especially for not just Sony, but like for Microsoft, Microsoft as well, this was just such a weird economical period that... There's that, but also it's a weird... It's a weird period in gaming right yeah. now. Gaming is not as cheap as it was back then. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more expensive to make these games, which is why all the developers are like, we have to make sure that this is some triple A you know, triple A character driven experience. No, that- no, I wouldn't even say that it's because of the pandemic. And I'm gonna be quite here's what I mean by it's a weird time. The game console, by definition, is a computer that is meant to do one thing. Yes. Play games. Mm-hmm. That is the definition of a console. After, with the advent of internet on the consoles, you have no, 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 no. I'm getting to that. You have the advent of streaming now on the console. You now have like with with uh, what's it called? With um, Netflix, YouTube, everything. You have all the apps that are on your computer, at, like all the websites that you have on your computer as apps on your console. So now it becomes a centerpiece to the living room. Mm-hmm. You can only push... that. That That's a double-edged sword. Yes, it's a great thing because now you have all, this, all these features that you can push as added benefits to gaming. But gaming is cyclical. There are cycles. Mm-hmm. How are you going to convince the general consumer, not the gaming consumers, the general consumer? Well, it already plays Netflix. It already plays YouTube. Sure, it's not getting all of the games, but it's kind of now replaced like as a media console. Right. How do you convince them to, to drop $500, $400 on a new console every eight years? And it's almost gotten to the point where Microsoft was smart about it by turning it into a service with right. Games Pass. Sony's a little slower on it, but Sony has to kind of has to figure this this thing out, which yep. is which they they all the consoles have basically put themselves into a corner, minus Nintendo. And the reason why is because Nintendo focuses is like, well, we make content that people want to buy. Yeah, I think the only the only thing Nintendo has probably put themselves in a weird position is, is online. Not just only online, but also with, like, the actual next generation. Because, like, at some point, they have to realize that they have to join the current crowd. Yes. You know, they can only stay behind but so much. Yes. I don't think they need it, but I think at some point they have to realize that, like, they have to make a much more powerful system. Which goes back to the GameCube, because the GameCube was was on paper and in practice. The hardware was actually more powerful than the PS2. Right. And the Dreamcast, but it was also harder to develop for. So yes. Nintendo's been afraid of that because the last time they did it, they almost died. Yes. I think they're smart to partner with NVIDIA, and I think right now they have the best chance to actually blow away the two others by releasing a quote-unquote Switch Pro or whatever their next-gen system is. Yeah, for sure. Because, hey, five nanometer chips now NVIDIA, because of the, the whole crypto crypto winter being here, is now stuck with this huge order that they can't actually fulfill. So now they have to go around to all their partners like, hey, do you want some of our order from TSM? People forget this. The Switch is running NVIDIA technology. Yep. 
it wouldn't surprise me that Nintendo's like, well, now we get the benefit of new technology at the lower cost to us, the lower risk, but we reap all the benefit? Yeah, all day. All, all day. We'll take the 4,000 series graphics cards. Thank you very much. Yeah. Will it use a lot of energy? Yes. Will they run hot? Very much so. <laughs> Nvidia, hey bro, you want GPUs? You want to cook? You want to cook some eggs on your next Nintendo console? You probably will be able to. Yeah, I think they're gonna be smart about it though. They waited out to see if there's some more like heat, heating components and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so it's it's a very interesting time frame. But I think a lot of it also does boil down to the fact that like gaming is just not as cheap as it used to be it's which is cheap. why the advent of the indie has creeped up but even indie games are starting to break into the area where they're going to need bigger budgets and stuff like yeah. that so so it, it's, it's a tough it's a tough uh it is a tough thing a tough thing to balance I, um, it, it's also i think that gaming right now is in this new flux the last time it was in a flux like this was the at the beginning the death of the Dreamcast and right. Sega leaving console, and the 360, the Xbox, the original Xbox, mm-hmm. um, yeah, around the HD era, where we lost a lot of studios and publishers yes. through massive buyouts, but we also gained a lot of new studios that came out with some incredible stuff. And we're seeing that now. Bioshock like blew everyone's mind at the time when it came yeah. out. Gears of War, another one. Yeah, we're starting to see a lot of like as as much as companies are swallowing up, you know these these but older we're starting companies. To see we're starting to see these new ones come out with new and successful ideas. Yes. You know, uh, Blue Twelve with Stray, for example, that's yeah. been such a surprise hit. Um, and a lot of these other games that have kind of come out and been like, "Hey, that's I, really cool. Let's I know, play that." I know, I know, like it was panned by a lot of people. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name now, but the uh, the furry game with Biomutant. Yes, Biomutant. It's seeing new life. Now, now that it's been uh, ported yeah. to PS5 and yeah. the Xbox Series X, uh, with better frame rates and a higher texture pack. Yeah. Um, I will say this though, I want to see what else that studio puts out because oh, that sure. was a, such a small team, and I'm like, wait, you, you guys are just twelve people? It's like, yeah, we're twelve people. Twelve people without an actual art, without without an actual director. Mm-hmm. You give them a proper director who can focus them in on something, we're going to get some amazing games from that studio. Yeah. But uh, Biomutant is seeing, like, a, a resurgence thanks to the, the recent so, port. That's good. Uh, so that's that's a good sign. You yeah. know, it's not a terrible game. It wasn't anything great. It was an okay game, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Look at, like, Stray is not, like, the end all be all it just happens to be a really good game that came out at a time where there was nothing else really to play like and sometimes it, a lot of it is just the timing yeah. of your release yep. when you're like man I want something new to play what's coming out oh there's this cat game that everyone's talking about okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and I, and we said it last time on the podcast like occasionally sometimes there's this game that comes out and you're like maybe this is good and then you that's play actually it how I like, found Ico this is amazing that's how I actually found Ico because <laughs> I found it used like after a little while after it came out okay and I picked it up because it's like oh I want it's like hey I want a game that's not like too expensive but like will hold my attention for yeah. a while. So for I was me, in like, I, I've always picked up on those type of games, and coincidentally, Eco just happens to be 
this image right here yeah. behind me with the new Gen Design logo. And the reason why I want to end on this is because they've updated with this new artwork here. Yeah. This little guy and a poncho and some futuristic technology. This is from Fumito Ueda, who is the designer on these three much beloved games of mine, Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, and The Last Guardian. Last Guardian, of course, being our 2016 game of the year when we launched this on a, on a website before we decided to move towards video. Uh, so he has a new artwork from the new game that he's working on. This game being worked on in partnership with Epic Games, uh, which is if they're releasing artwork, that means that this game is coming along pretty well. And maybe out at some point, you know, I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, it's, it's been a while. He released that first teaser, like, how many years ago? Three? It was like three, three or four, four years yeah. ago. So from that first teaser, I had, like, the giant hand with the girl standing on the yeah. little pillar to that. whatever this is. <laughs> um, it's just it's interesting because it's, like, one of the complaints, like, like, there are complaints about those games. Saying like, oh, they're they're not games. They're more like tech demos with like held together by loose story. That's one of the complaints of them. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I remember Shadow of the Colossus. Is like, oh, it's just boss fights. I'm like, yeah, and so is Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man. So is Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man just boss rush mode with like with stages, like with stages it. in between. Like, you fight a bunch of enemies and there's a boss. Like, there's really no story in Mega Man until the later games where they decided to be, like, all anime and whatever. But, like, there's nothing wrong with subtraction, so to speak. Yeah. You, know? you look at something... I think we need more of it. You look at something like Eco. Like, Eco only really has one boss fight, which is the final boss. Everything else is just a giant puzzle yeah. with occasional enemies. And then you have Shadow of the Colossus, which is 16 of the most amazing boss fights in a video game ever, in a giant open world that you can explore. And then you have The Last Guardian, which is kind of reverts back to what Eco was, which was this giant puzzle that you experience and you go through. You but know. it's an escort mission. They're all escort missions. Well, except Shadow of the Colossus. You're not Your horse is escorting you. I'm not wrong. Shut up about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's really interesting to see what this game is going to be. I'm excited for it just because I'm just like, oh, man, like, I love this studio. I love the things that they come up with. And whatever this game is, whatever this game is, I, I want. I don't, I don't care how I have to play it. I want it. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for uh, today's show. Um, stick around. I think RJ is going to be on because he's going to be playing some Fortnite because John Cena is available in Fortnite now. Oh, so he, so he could cheat because no one could see him. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> did you hear? Did you read his interview or like watch his interview where he talked about how that turned into its own thing? And he's just like, I don't know why. I was referring to it as not being on my level. Yeah. But everyone's like, no, he's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, RJ is going to be playing some Fortnite, uh, most likely as John Cena. So stick around and watch that, uh, buddy. Uh, if you want to go ahead with the commands, I know you're on mobile, so it might be a little difficult. But uh, you can always check out all our various different linkages as we drop them into the chat. Uh, as always, you can check out our Discord. Keep the conversation going over there. Feel free to at me at Omega Z. Uh, I'll be more than willing to talk games with you or whatever else. You can also check out our website for all our social media links, podcasts, written content, and more. That's digitalearentertainment.com. 
And if you wish to support us, we have our merch over at our Stream Elements store, streamelements.com slash entertainment, where you can get our D-hoodie, D-tank tops, D-mugs, D-t-shirts, the whole nine available for you. Be sure to check out our sponsor, Image Anime, and use our promo code DISCOUNTSHIP for free ground shipping on in-stock item orders over $100. And while you're over there, you can also check out our YouTube for some of our major videos, such as our teaser trailer for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokoro no Pro, which was also featured on the IGN's Games Rogue Jam on Episode 1, as an honorable mention. Of course, special shout-out to the Waypoint Cafe for hosting us here at the 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. This has been Decode, your Thursday esports and gaming podcast. Uh, Again, stick around. RJ's on after this. But as always, until next time, you've been Decoded.